Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring Drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come through. You know, baby. Fists of fail. So, Zero, could you tell that this is directed by someone other than Jesse B. Johnson? Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So directed uh, by two people who look exactly uh, the same. And yeah, well, I think they're are they they're related, right? They're uh, well, they're their brothers. last names are Kirby, so they must be yeah, brothers. Yeah, yeah Kirby brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, anyways, uh, awkward intro aside. Um, yeah, we're talking about uh, uh, Hitman Accidents Holiday or Hitman Two, whatever you want to call it. Accident uh, Man Two, Hitman's Holiday. Yeah, let's let's just call it that. Or Accident Man Two. Um, yeah. It's Scott Atkins' latest film. We're talking about it because it's a relatively new release, uh, and I know it's been a couple out a couple weeks, months now. Uh, but yeah, uh, great, yeah, you know, pretty good experience. But um, it's vastly different from the first movie, in my opinion. I, I don't know. Did, did you get that sense too? Oh yeah, oh yeah, a lot. And this came out last week, apparently. So uh, it's still. Oh fairly new <laughs> at least that's what the release weeks months yeah. whatever you know, like my sense of time can believe oh in the yeah. u.s it came out on the 14th i say okay <laughs> okay yeah. saw the uk date anyway mm-hmm. yes yeah. this this is more light-hearted thankfully than the first mm-hmm. one we just covered in the last episode uh mm-hmm. which is what i wanted i remember watching the first movie and thinking oh this is a cool premise it's it's fun that mm-hmm. he is a hitman who makes his kills look like accidents, but yeah. the movie felt like it was taking itself too seriously. I mean, it, it was fine for what it was, but I, I wanted something a little more lighthearted, and mm-hmm. the movie, the sequel, answered that for me. I, I'm glad um, all that drama that he that he was going through with his ex and losing his you right. know his unborn child that's all completely gone because now it's just hey Scott Atkins and Malta. Um, killing iPod DJs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how we start the movie. I don't think the whole movie's about that. Actually, it could be. The, the story's way simpler than the first movie. Like, significantly simpler. Uh, simpler. Uh, he is tasked with protecting a major mob leader's son. Spoiled son. I don't know if you got the sense, like, got that sense when you're watching the movie, Zero, but he's pretty spoiled. Uh, no. yeah, and you have to you have to protect him, uh, otherwise uh, Scott Atkins' friend will die, and he basically has to fend off a bunch of assassins. As simple as that. Yeah, very, very, very simple. I wasn't sure where the movie was going at first because I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember watching the trailer for this or mm-hmm. remember that plot point in the trailer. But <laughs> when the movie starts out, Scott Atkins is in Malta, as I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, one of the returning uh, characters and cast members from the first movie, uh, I think Finicky Fred, mm-hmm. he is in Malta as well looking for some girl he fell in love with on the internet. They <laughs> run into each other and it sparks their friendship again. Uh, Finicky Fred, I think his name is Finicky Fred. Well, that's the character's name. But yes, it's yeah, yeah. Fred. Yes. So, um, so <laughs> Fred Benson. is known for coming up with these weird kill concoctions. And so he and Scott Atkins team up 
and it's them just doing these like goofy experiments trying to figure out different creative ways to create accidental kills and i was like hey this is cool i like this this is fun it's lighthearted, not taking itself seriously but then you realize that the movie casts scott atkins who is a martial arts actor and you can't <laughs> just have him do these goofy kills by you know setting somebody on fire with a toaster oven it he needs to fight people so what do you do uh you send a whole shitload of hitmen after some (laughs) some bratty spoiled kid and there's where we have our physical conflict yeah yeah and then then because of all that it does make for a much simpler light-hearted tone throughout the movie it it gets goofy at times um but that, that that's ergo why it started this episode like this because it does feel very different from a lot of standpoints from the first movie. Like outside the fact that both of them are martial arts movies, um, you know, even the martial arts itself, like I found, well, the action direction defined. I found it different. You know, it 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 feels like subtle, subtly different. You know, like it really. I feel like both movies are great in turn in the action department, but this is the one where it's like, uh, it is using much more different trickery or like camera tricks or, uh. You know, uh, to to make it its own style versus the first one. Uh, I feel like this movie is a lot more flashy, if that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, it, it it's it's flashier. It, well, there's it doesn't skimp out of the action. There's a lot of fighting in this there's movie, a lot and of fighting there's no in this movie. Yeah, and there's no flashback scene that takes us away and <laughs> introduces. Uh, well, reestablishes Scott Atkins and his his father figure, who also appears in the movie. Yep, uh, uh, Ray Stevenson Ray comes back for like. Yep comes back for like three scenes <laughs> <laughs> i feel like he might as well not have been in the movie <laughs> yeah well they needed a redemption you know like oh there's something to kind of redeem their they're falling out at the end of the first movie because the end of the first movie kind of leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth I'm not gonna spoil it but yeah does it right i don't know kind of see that that's kind of my problem with this movie and then the first movie like it takes right. that whole story way too seriously they they keep on hammering home that Scott Atkins should feel bad for the events of the first movie when I believe he was justified in what happened. Yeah. You know, for they, what he they put did a, to his father. They, well, they no, they put a hit out on his ex-girlfriend who was also pregnant with his child and he finds out he finds this out after she gets murdered by her by his fellow colleagues and obviously he's going to kill them. He's going to kill everybody because right. he's been wronged. Perfectly understandable. Mm-hmm. But this movie keeps on saying that, oh, Scott Atkins, he, he's riddled with guilt because of what he did. And I don't think he should care, honestly. Like, I'm surprised <laughs> that they're trying to go this route by adding sentimentality to something that I don't think is is needed. Right. Well, if you had a problem with that, this movie kind of completely bypasses all that. Like, you don't have to worry so much about, um, like the seriousness of it it's like yeah like he still feels remorse for wronging his father figure a a big ray in the movie uh but he does kind of it's not taken so seriously you know it's just like and also we get a redemption at the end well i would say i would say it's not taken so seriously until the end where we get this kind of uh, kind of forced speech by Saad Atkins (laughs) expressing his regret and all that stuff. And I was like, oh man, where is this coming from? I I thought this was a movie about like 
clowns with uh, cinder blocks attached to poles mm-hmm. uh, and like <laughs> yeah i don't know it, it it felt a little out of left field but it's fine it's sure. there i see what they're doing right uh well i don't think you've got to worry so much about the story for this movie uh, at least that way i my viewing experience of the film was i, I kind of just like turned my brain off after a certain point because the story is really simple and some of the characters one character is insufferable and you stay with the character for the entire film. Uh, so you just kind of like have to check out as you're just watching some padded out uh, dialogue scenes before you get to the next fight scene, which thankfully there's a lot of fight scenes in the movie. There so Nerf are a lot feels of fight like, scenes. Yep. Yeah. They... But for the most part, Nerf feels like it's there's too much of a lull. There is one lull, but yeah, for the most part, it's like pretty... St- like it's pr- evenly paced I yeah I, I would agree with that um yeah so this movie is stacked with lots of pretty good martial artists some that i know of and some that i don't but were mm-hmm. pretty good on screen um mm-hmm. sarah chang we've never spoken mm-hmm. about her before um by name i don't know if you recall we've watched one of her movies <laughs> which one blood hunters the Rise of the Hybrids. I don't know if you remember. I don't remember. We this were one. trying to find some martial arts horror movies. That is, oh. uh, I think it's like a Filipino martial arts movie, and it was, <laughs> was pretty bad. <laughs> was, we well, I don't remember this. We were also very drunk, so <laughs> um, as we always are. As we always are. Um, but I, I have seen some of her stuff. I've always wanted to see her just being like a bigger budget movie and mm. uh this is there it is. Uh, yeah yeah i think she does a pretty good job here um at showing off like her wushu kind of background like because she right. is uh she has a lot of the more visual flair compared to uh her counterparts minus uh andy long the famous andy long right mm-hmm. uh, who is also one of the fight choreographers of this movie yeah yeah, yeah. uh we're talking about Andreas Nguyen is that his name? Yeah, I don't know. He, he apparently goes by a couple of names. Yeah, Andy Long. Yeah, I'm pretty right. sure they're um, the same person, right? Because yeah, and I'm the yeah, yeah, we're talking about the same person. Okay. Yeah, I think he goes by a different name on Instagram too. But uh, anyways, uh, he was apparently the action uh, director for Sonak. Yeah, yeah. Our our, our die our diehard movie. Anyways, um, yeah, uh, we have a lot of good, uh, a lot of like new faces. I call it like new. Uh, you know, I put that in quotes because, uh, you know, a lot of people, I don't think we've covered much on the show, but like, I was actually kind of surprised because, you know, like we're talking about the first movie, like you had your Ray Parr, Michael Scott Atkins, uh, the one with Michael, S- Jai White. And, and, Michael and, and Scott, Scott Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. I mean, I made the same, same mistake. On yeah. I think the wires in your brain just like malfunction for a second. <laughs> just kind of crossed. Um, yeah. We we had like bigger names in the first movie, whereas this one like not so much. But I'm actually kind of surprised, uh, like the, the level of martial arts that we got in this film. Um, but I think it's because we have younger performers for the most part, right? Well, I think that's what you need to do. I mean, we all know Scott Atkins uh, as a very very capable martial arts actor, but yeah. as with all things, you know, he's getting older. So I mm-hmm. think what you need to do is you need to start stacking your cast with, you know, the up-and-comers, the people who are just sure. really, really good and really, really capable because you your hero will shine if he has very difficult adversaries. Sure. It's not like, the you know, like, like a Steven Seagal movie where, like, he has to be the best and he has to look the best 
and no he one else for every little motion yeah yeah and you know he he can't <laughs> he can't look like he's getting beaten like he needs to be like op to the mm-hmm. nth degree and obviously there's no tension there there's nothing interesting happening if your your hero is untouchable so you got to give us good adversaries and yeah this movie is is rounding out our our cast with very very capable martial artists that yeah. look like they're giving Todd Atkins a run for his money. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think for me, the standouts are definitely the fight with Andy Long, which we can talk about when we get to the action segment. But yeah, like, I don't think there's many, there are many fights in the movie that didn't really work for me. I mean, everything was pretty well done. It's just, uh, I mean, with the exception of one where it just felt a little too long. <laughs> I think you know which one I'm talking about. Like, yeah, it happens yeah. closer to the end. It's like, oh my God. This needs to end. <laughs> Are we talking about the clown fight? <laughs> yes, that goes on way too yeah. long. Yeah, well, that's that's intercut with a fight with Sarah Chang and then another mm-hmm. another hitman, hit person that comes to take him out. And yes, that fight does go on a little too long. It yeah. is more... It, it, it's, it's, it's not even a fight, in my opinion. Like, there's fighting <laughs> yeah. in it. It's more how much physical pain can this character take because that's actually an attribute of the character uh, himself and it does it it loses my interest because he's not oh it just keeps going it just keeps going (laughs) and he's not really taking that pain yeah so so you know what it made me think of it made me think of the ungbok fight the fight that you Mm. didn't like that i tried to kind of salvage where (laughs) when tony jaw fights three fighters uh you know in -hmm. the ring like the last fighter is this just huge muscle bound guy and his only thing is he just like crushes you with furniture and he like kicks the shit out of you and nobody likes that fight i like it because i think it's an endurance of pain for both actors like how much damage can Tony Jaw take and then the other actor as well? Because they're really hitting each other. They're really smashing furniture yeah. over each other. I feel like this clown fight is kind of doing something similar to that. But we know he's not really taking any damage. So I don't really care so much. Uh, yeah. I, I uh, Well, it's not nothing. It's very visually interesting after a certain point. It starts getting a little samey. And then that's and it goes just goes on way too long. <laughs> that's it. I get it. The, the the gag is like he can't feel anything. But um, oh man, I, I definitely think we should talk about more more of that in the, the action segment because like I, I can definitely go into more detail. But yeah, like the, the point still stands. Like it, it just goes on for way too long. But weirdly enough, it salvages itself salvages itself uh, with another fight scene immediately afterwards, immediately after, and yeah. that one works. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, you would think that right after an incredibly long fight scene, you'd be kind of sick and tired of you know watching more fighting. You need a little bit of a break. But no, this last fight scene works so freaking well. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. I think one thing I should note is, uh, and, and this is my hum- in my humblest opinion, I think what this movie does better than the first one, it could be better or worse, um, is that you don't have any attachment to any of these characters that go against Scott Atkins. Oh, you mean the you know? the hit men that are trying to the kill men. the yep. spoiled brat he's protecting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you have no attachment to them. You don't get a really much of a backstory. Nothing to really kind of attach yourself to. Right? Versus the first one, you spend a lot of time with 
all those characters you know like you like enough time like you yeah know, okay enough, trans- enough time right right well like you you set them up in the beginning and then you have the fight scenes you know to kind of like indicate okay well uh you know, we have an establishment with these characters versus this movie you meet poco the clown and you watch poco the clown die yeah yeah they're <laughs> they're very visual in their gimmick i think it's smart that they did it that way they did give each fighter kind of a gimmick and and that works because there's no time to establish these characters we don't sure. get these weird flashbacks of them flying into malta and giving them like tiny little beats of a backstory we just we get maybe a few lines of dialogue we get an explanation of who they are and then we get the solid visual to make them stand out and that's all i could want really yeah so it's it's good if you want uh, well, it's a bad thing if you want more character or like can I, you know if you have stronger characters then it makes your hero's dilemma which the first one he really did have a dilemma is like you know do i turn my back against everyone who i worked with just so i can get re- revenge whereas this movie like you don't have any of that so like you less motivation i guess he just has to go out and kill everybody you know yeah. like that's basically the whole point of this this movie but like it works for this movie because it's just an excuse to have more fighting <laughs> and, yeah, and that yeah. works in that department lots of fighting lots of fighting um mm-hmm. yeah more accidents they this this is a tr- sequel in the truest sense they mm-hmm. up the ante with everything thankfully they don't make it darker or more serious definitely not uh, as i mentioned earlier so yeah yeah pretty it's pretty good Mm -hmm. should we go into detail about the story i mean maybe not so much the story but should we go Mm -hmm. into detail about the action now uh sure i mean what else can we say without going to every little bit of it because there's uh there's quite a lot in, in this film and a lot of it is action so Okay, you guys can uh, follow us on Patreon and you'll be able to listen to the entire action segment that we have where we break down every fight scene and we might we might discuss more spoilers. I don't know. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. But you can still support us by liking us on all the things and watch this and other episodes on YouTube with visual cues to accompany our discussion. And now on to our final thoughts. Um, but yeah, that's that's Accident Man 2. Hitman's Holiday, um, yay. Yeah. I think we did a lot more complaining than I would have liked cause in, the <laughs> ac- in the action segment because I generally just like this film i mean it's fine you know we're just uh voicing our concerns and our opinions on things that doesn't necessarily mean we hated it no definitely not far from it actually you know i'm I'm, i think everything i've said in the action segments was far more nitpicky Mm -hmm. um yeah just you know to hear my honest raw opinion on certain little things in the movie but the movie's fine like it's actually done really well i think it easily no well not easily but like it, it trumps the first movie in terms of action and the first one had really good action too but but there's the, the action in this movie is you know like the the choreography at least is, is much better than the first movie like even though you know like I, there's a lot of things i liked from the first film mm-hmm. but action wise they're separate films like they feel very different mm-hmm. you know? i mean um, you know different directors diff- i mean uh yeah. tim mann did work on this he, d- he is credited as an additional fight choreographer but uh in the first movie he handled he all was of just that. the first yeah mm-hmm. so yeah yeah 
yeah, yeah. But um, but the story that's something that uh you may or may may or may not love if you just want a silly, sillier, uh, simple, uh, simple story. Then I think the first this the second one does it better because it doesn't take itself seriously in any ways, not really anyways. Um, and it's a lot more straight to the point. Like yeah. you, you're just like, okay, it, it really does feel like an excuse for the next fight scene. <laughs> yeah. Right, whereas the first right. movie is like a murder mystery of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was easy to sit through. I will say that I don't need to see this again. This feels like one of mm, those, okay movies where i enjoyed it i liked the fights everything was perfectly fine uh, i have my little nitpicks if you want to know exactly what those were you know you can listen to us on patreon but i i don't need to yeah I just it's like a one and done like it was perfectly fine yeah. you know i kind of you know wipe you know dust my hands of it um and then just hope to see more you know hope, hopefully uh we get another sequel for this hopefully it does well because it you know, it just elevates everything from the first movie. It removes the things I didn't like, and then it... Uh, yeah, I, I think I could say it improves on the choreography. Because I did like... I really do like that uh, two-on-one fight between uh, Scott Atkins, Michael Jai White, and Ray Park. Uh, I like that one. Oh, I do yeah. like that one a lot. That, I mean, easily the best yeah, fight sure. in that movie. In that movie. Um, and then, unfortunately, like, some of the camera work doesn't doesn't thrill me mm-hmm. here I, I i went into detail in patreon on that as well because of all the post processing that goes on with adjusting the frames and centering it because yep. i think the cameraman got a little too overzealous with some of his movements but you know overall very very yeah. very very good fights the fight with andy at the end really really oh, good that's amazing yeah but the way he is dispatched is fucking stupid i <laughs> whoever wrote that Fuck you, because no, don't do that uh, in your movies. Don't, you know, let 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 our heroes win because they triumph, because they're smarter, they're better, they learn something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we're, we right. say this over and over and over again. Don't have them get taken out because of some, you know, like outside forces, right? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, because especially since the, the enemy at the end is so overpowered that you want the the, the main character when you know using conventional means he doesn't have to resort to anything else but anyways we will we saved that for the patreon section so uh yeah i think the the film works better in some ways and not so well in other ways so i think you know there's really there's no real way for me to be like oh watch this i think this is better than the first movie definitively i think both movies stand on their own yeah, but yeah but the real question is do you have to watch this, the first one to enjoy this one I kind of say yes. Uh, so you told me that we needed to watch the first one before watching this one because I never watched the first uh-huh. one. And then, well, I mean, like before we actually recorded. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And then after watching this, like I didn't need to see that first one really oh. in terms of story because they keep on they reference it enough to where like it doesn't matter. Like I get it. Yeah, yeah I got everything that I needed from the flashbacks and from sure, the sure. exposition. Yeah, well, with Ray's character constantly, well, like his Scott Atkins character being all bummed out about the events from the first movie, and they keep on referencing over and over. uh, Uh, Oh, yeah. Without the context of the first movie, it's like if you only watch the second one, you might be like, why is he so bummed out? Like, this doesn't make any sense. He's being a little bit like, uh, 
you know, it just feels like there's a lot of missing content. Right, but right. I don't know. The so far the Accident Man series has been pretty consistent. So yeah, I go check them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just uh, don't uh, hire sex offenders. <laughs> Accident Man Three. <laughs> No sex offenders. That should be the subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>